of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. When I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, how He healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord and how He picked me up and He turned me around, how He placed my feet on solid ground, oh, it makes me want to shout, hallelujah, I thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise it makes me want to shout hallelujah i thank you jesus lord you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise it makes me want to shout hallelujah i thank you jesus lord you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise it makes me want to shout hallelujah i thank you jesus lord you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor oh let's sing it again one more time lift him up together it makes me want to shout Hallelujah, I thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, all of the praise. Hallelujah, give him praise, church. Give him glory. We magnify your holy name. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Continue to worship. our praise team a hand for leading us in the worship this morning. Amen. If the Lord would help me for just a few moments this morning, I want to deal with this topic. I lost my place. When I thought about that, I was kind of thinking about when you read a book, and um, some of you are doing digital books now, but the old school book, we used to use those markers, bookmarks. Anybody remember that? The old bookmarks? And, um, it was bad when somebody moved the bookmark, and you went to read it, and the only thing you could say is, I lost my place. Today, I feel like I want to deal with a spiritual concept of losing our position, of losing our place that we should be in. I want to, I want to read Genesis chapter 3, and it's a, it's a scripture that, that you all are familiar with. Let's go right there. Now, the serpent was more cunning or subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. But the woman said to the serpent, we, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But, that's the problem right there is the but. That's what gets us in, in trouble all the time, right? But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you, you will not surely die. 
For God knows that the day that you eat of it, your eyes are going to be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree desirable to make one wise, she just took of its fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband and he ate with her. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. This is a very important scripture. We're going to deal with it today. Among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and he said, where are you? Where are you? I lost my place. Today I want to deal with this thought. That 2022 is a year of, of realignment. A realignment of getting back to a position with God that God desires for His people to be. How many of you know today that the very intention of God creating man was not so we could look pretty? Right? I know some of you think that's why God made you. It's not. He didn't make you just so you could take up space. All right? He didn't make you just so you could pastor a church or be a member of a church. When God made us, there was one thing that he had in mind, and that was the relationship that he would have with us. It was the fact that God would be able to come and be with man. It was all about the intimacy of this relationship. So today, I want to talk about us getting in alignment with God in 2022. I want us to understand that God's going to align us with people this year. I want you to understand that connection to the right people is going to be significant in this new year. Can I say to somebody that never underestimate kingdom connections? You know, there's times that we need to connect with the right person to get to where God's taking us. Does anybody know that? Have you ever had that happen in your job maybe where you, you, you were waiting on a promotion but you just weren't connected to the right person? But once you met the right person... And the right person saw your abilities and your characteristics and the person that you were. They said, man, how did I ever miss you? You got in alignment with the right person, with the right connection. I believe that God is going to take His church. And God is going to take His people. And He is going to give us some kingdom connections to where we can do ministry like we've never done it before. I need you to understand that never underestimate when God brings a person into your life. God brings persons or people into your life for a reason, right? You don't just meet somebody. I, I talked about this Wednesday night. For those that weren't here, I'll give it to you. There's no luck with God. God doesn't have luck and it just happens. God already knows. God has already pre-planned. He's already laid out my life for me. He knows exactly where I am. He knows exactly where I'm headed, right? And so God connects me with people, and oftentimes He does it for a reason. But I need somebody to also hear another word from me. Sometimes God just connects you to people for a season. Now that's a sermon in and of itself. But sometimes God gives us people for a reason, and sometimes they're only in your life for a season. So there comes a time that we have to know the difference in the two. This is a year of alignment for priorities. Of being in the right place at the right time. Making sure that we can take inventory of our hearts. And, and see that our priorities are in the right place. 
Does anybody know what it means when you're going into a new year? Some of you, you've already made your vows. You've made your New Year's resolution. But I need every one of us in this house to understand something about the God that we serve. God has never played second fiddle to anyone. And God never will play second fiddle to anyone. If we are going to be aligned with Him, He is going to have to come in first place. There is nothing else for Him. Look at Luke chapter 9 really quick as I move along. Chapter 9. Yes, another said, yes, Lord, I'll follow you. But first, let me go and say goodbye to my family. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a reasonable guy, right? I mean, what are you going to say to that? I'm probably going to be like, all right, just run, tell them bye, and we'll, we'll get on down the road and get about the king's business. Jesus looked at them, but Jesus told them, anyone who puts his hand to a plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. If you're going to do my business, you're going to do it on my time. If you're going to do my business, you are going to do it with a sense of urgency. If you are going to serve me, you're going to have to be willing to tell your family goodbye without going in the house. You've got to go and you've got to do my bidding. We must understand that there is a time that God... He, listen, was, let me ask you this way. Was God first in your life last year? Can we honestly say right here in this house... That God was priority. Everything I did, everything I said, everywhere I went, God was number one. Well, I'm afraid that if we're honest, we would all have to say at some point or another, we let God get second fiddle. At some point or another, we got slack, we got complacent, and we allowed other things and activities and people to move into our life as first position. And God says this is not how 2022 can be. It's a year that we align our priorities with Him. I'm talking about being at the right place, position for God to like Adam and Eve, like Adam and Eve. In the garden, you know the story, I don't have to go through it all. But just like Adam and Eve, they've got all these trees that they can eat from, but the tree that they want is the tree they're not supposed to have. There is something in us, it is the tendency, we mentioned this last week, that we have a tendency to stray. We have a tendency to go in the opposite direction of what God is saying go. When this happens, what do we do? We get out of alignment. It, it, it's, it's kind of like, and, and I really don't claim to be a mechanic. a matter of fact, I am not a mechanic. But I can tell you this. There's one thing on a car that I learned a long time ago. And you drive in the middle of the road when you do it, because that's where it's supposed to be the most balanced at. So make sure there's no oncoming traffic. And don't blame me when you get the ticket from the officer for doing what I'm about to tell you to do. But I used to get my car in the middle of the road, not let go of the wheel. Because I wanted to see if my car was in the right alignment. And there's some of you in this house, you've done it too, and you know that sometimes it gets bad. I mean, you let go of that thing and it just yanked to the right. And you thought, oh my gosh, what you understood was whether you had hit a pothole, whatever had happened, something had gotten that vehicle out of the proper alignment. And I'm telling you, I'm afraid that some of us today, that we have allowed the enemy to come in just like Adam and Eve in the garden and convince us that there's a better way, there's a better path. And, and we don't ask God 
really said that? Does God really require that? Is I mean, come on, He's a loving God. Surely He'll let you slide with this. But what we would find if we would just let go for a moment and listen, we would see that we're pulling to the left or we're pulling to the right. But this is the thing with tires. Thank God that you don't jump out of your car and if you do, you're crazy. If you want to throw them, throw them in my yard. If they're still good tires. Because you don't just throw them off and say, man, we're getting rid of these tires. These things are pulling to the right. What do you do? You go and you get an alignment. And the tires are fine. And I'm telling us, there's some of us in here today that I believe that is what God is speaking to my spirit today. That there is a tweaking that's going on. That God is calling us back to a place where we're supposed to be this place. See, if we get in the right spiritual place with God, it will positively influence our physical place. What does that mean? If I'm in the right place spiritually then my physical place will be better. What do you mean by that? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I make, I make my home better. When I'm in the right spiritual place, alignment with God, my family likes me better, right? Not as honoring, not as ill, not as mouthy. Jennifer might beg to differ with me. Don't look at her, but anyhow, it's not who I am because... God's doing something in me. I mean, when, when I'm in the right spiritual place, my physical place, my workplace is right, right? I mean, I go to work and even people at work like to be around me because I'm in the right. My church is better when I get in the right spiritual place because when I come to this physical place, I bring with me an offering of praise. An offering of worship. A word of encouragement. A, a, a laying on the hands of somebody and saying, man, I just want to pray with you today and help you get through this tough time you're going through. I'm singing a song of sign. I'm preaching a sermon. I'm reading the word of God. I mean, it is a beautiful place when people are aligned with God. See, understand with me that division comes from people that are in the wrong spiritual place there has never been a church that has split all right that were that they were aligned with god in their spiritual place it's impossible what happened is that somebody got out of line in their spiritual place and it disrupted the physical place oh i wish somebody would help me preach today and therefore, division came in a family, in a home, in a church, in your work, whatever setting you're in. Instead of being positive, it brings negative effects. In Genesis 1 and 2, I just read it in my daily Bible reading yesterday when I restarted my Bible for the year. You see what the right spiritual place looks like. You read Genesis 1 and chapter 2 in your Bible and you are going to find what the spiritual place will do to our physical place. Because it was perfect. It was beautiful. I mean, God's walking around. There's fruit going. God calls it good. There is no interference from man. None. God's in complete control. Man is aligned with God. He talks to God. He worships God. He does what man is supposed to do for God. And God said, man, it is good. I mean, the air smells cleaner. The world's less polluted. Everything is. It was when man interfered with God's plan that everything went to chaos. 
Watch this with me. I, I want to tell somebody that, you know, you, in light of this scripture, and I, I, I woke up the other night, I was trying to grab what I was trying to say, but you don't have to walk around your whole life as a child of God trying to be a producer. Does anybody know what a producer is? A producer is somebody that they worry about making it happen. Right? You got to make it happen. Well, I want to tell somebody today, you don't have to make it happen. God can do that for you when you're in the right place with Him. I was laying in my bed at UNAS. Uh, the wife got up, the, I guess in the morning, about 6 o'clock it was. And this thing started rolling through my mind. And I was like, man, I was trying to figure out how I was going to say that. And I, I got my phone out and at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm typing notes over there because, because God was speaking to me about what I'm talking about right here. And this is the thing. When you look at an aligned atom, right? Are you ready for this? When you look at an atom that is aligned with God, Adam doesn't have to plow his own fields. The fruit is there. Is everybody with me? He didn't have to wake up and say, boy, today I'm going to have to make it happen. For today, I'm going, oh man, i got to do this and that and the other. All he did was get up and worship God, stay in alignment with God, and God made everything happen. He didn't have to get the water hose and water the ground because there's a dew and a mist coming from the ground. Everything is perfect. This world is beautiful, and I want you to understand that is exactly the way it will be with God. When we get in the right spiritual place, we don't have to make it happen. You, All you have to do is be a good steward of what God has given you, the blessings that God has already put in place in your life and set up for you. You don't have to make it happen. When you're in alignment, the blessings will just show up. When you are in alignment, the job promotion just comes. When you are in alignment, somebody say amen. When you are in alignment, your house, your land, anything you own, it falls in your lap. Not because you deserve it, but because you've been faithful. And God is the producer and He's setting you up in 2022 as long as you'll just get what? Be faithful in the little things, and God says, I am going to give you more. So when you show up at the right place, we'll call it AKA God's will. Everything you need at that place, it is already going to be there waiting for you when you get there. You don't have to make anything happen. You just be faithful, and it shows up when you're at the right place. I mean, your car breaks down. Guess what? You don't worry about it. God's got one waiting for you. I mean, trouble hits your home. Don't you worry about it. God already knew that was coming. When we get aligned with God, we understand one concept that the world will never understand. And that is this God that I serve, even though I don't always understand what He's doing. I understand that my God is in complete control of every situation in all things. I will give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me. All I've got to do is stay in the right place. So, so the thing about the Garden of Eden that's so special is the intimacy within this garden. Now, intimacy is really a true relationship. It is love. It is intimacy is being able to look past Another person's faults and loving them anyhow. Intimacy is when other people turn their back on you 
You can go to that power, that friend. And they love you so much, you know you can knock on their door. It's being able to call that person in the middle of the night and say, Man, I need to talk. Intimacy at a level like that. God has this in the garden with man. It is an intimacy like the world has never known. It is a relationship in the garden. It would be about walking with God. In Genesis 3, 8, Adam and God, I love verse 8 where it says that Adam and God had this divine appointment every day. I love this. In the cool of the day, in what we'll call the Ruach, which is the breath of God or the Spirit of God or the wind of God. As God is walking, just picture with me this perfect place. The alignment has been going on. Every afternoon, we can hear the wind blowing. We can feel the gentle breeze as God, our Creator, walks in. We can hear the rustling of, of, of those trees and we can hear God coming. We can hear Him on the way. And we get so excited because we've got a divine appointment. Not only can we hear Him, but we can feel Him. The breeze that blows before Him. His Spirit going before Him. The wind of God going before Him. We can not only hear Him, but now we can feel Him. Woo. And man gets excited because of this intimacy that he has with God. It's one like you've never known before. And Adam and God could come together and they would speak like friends. Man, don't we need to go back to that? To where we talk to God like a friend. Wouldn't it be good if we could go back to the days that we met with God? I mean, wouldn't it be great if we would set a divine appointment? Wouldn't it be great if we had a place and a time that we aligned ourselves and said, nothing else is going to interrupt me. Let me go to my focus button right here. My focus button. There's one on the iPhone now. And I can hit that focus button and there is a do not disturb. There is a personal, which I can name myself and say, God time. And I can click that button and when I do, this phone ceases to exist. I don't get text. I don't get phone call. I mean, whatever happened to the day that we said, God, I'm going to set an appointment. We have lost the intimacy that we used to have with God in the garden. And then we wonder why the church is so out of line. We wonder why our marriages are so out of line. We wonder why our children, we can't keep them straight. It's all about alignment. Well, watch this. Let me, let me show you this. And so, we have to put aside the mechanics. We have to put aside the logistics. We have to run into an encounter with God. I mean, plans are good, and I'm a planner. Programs are great, and I think we need to have them. But His power, I said His power is greater than any plan we'll ever have. His power is greater than any program we could ever come up with at this church. What we need is an intimate moment with God where we get a line. Nothing else matters but us and Him. He is not second fiddle. He is first. Come on, somebody. And it's just us and God in that moment. We have to go back to a lifestyle of intimacy. See, intimacy in one word, if I had to say it, it would be this way. Intimacy is closeness. 
It is a longing and desire to be with that person that you love. See, not just on Sundays, we need everyday encounters. I said not just an intimacy on Sunday to where we say, all right, we're going to the garden of God. Instead of the garden, now we call it the house of God. Yes, praise God, I'm going to the house of God. This is my intimacy. I'm going to have a moment with God. I want to tell you something. I enjoy worshiping with people, and uh, there's a place and there's a time for that. But I'm going to tell you what I, what I like more than that. I just messed up my contact. I'm going to tell you what I like more than that. I like having an intimate moment with God when I'm all by myself. And there's nobody else around, just me and God. And that's all I have. I'm telling you, there's nothing like having that kind of moment. With the God that I serve. An intimate moment when nobody else is bothering me. When no other concerns are around me. It's just me and my God. That's closeness. That's intimacy. And listen, I'll share him with you. But this is my Savior. I've got a personal walk. And I've got a personal need. And I've got a personal relationship. And while I want to bless you. And while I want to pray with you. I want to be like Adam. I need some cool evenings where the wind of God blows in. It's just me and him in the garden all alone. That's what I need. Woo. It's more than just Sundays. It's an everyday encounter with God. We need to... Build our own altars. All right, I'm, I'm going I'm to break it down to layman's term. You ready? Thank you, God, for aligning my contact back with my eyeball. Amen. It finally came back in. I can see y'all now. I just got a little nervous there. Listen to me. We need to start building our own altars instead of relying on the church altar all the time. That's tweetable, that's Facebookable, Instagrammy, whatever you want to call it. It's a TikTok moment. I'm telling you, we need to build our own altars instead of waiting to get to a church altar to get our need met. The God that I serve is so much greater than this building that we meet in. It is necessary for us to come together. Even as we see that they approach Him, we should even do it more so. There's nothing wrong with this gathering. This is spiritual. This is biblical. But I'm telling you what we need more than this. We need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I had people used to tell me, said, preacher, I'm just waiting for Sunday. I'm like, what you waiting for Sunday for? they like, I just got to get to the altar. I can't wait to get to the altar and pray. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, what's wrong with you? You serve a 365 day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, kind of God that can show up, build you an altar, get aligned with God, and God will walk with you in the cool of the day just like He did that. So the greatest joy that I can ever hear is my father speaking to me. There's nothing like it when Jesus gives me a word, when he whispers to me. There's nothing like it. In his presence, there's a place of no shamelessness. They're, they're not ashamed. Matter of fact, they're naked. And they're still not ashamed. There's no sin in the world. They hear the father's voice. The Father loves them. They're naked. They're not ashamed. Why is it a place of shamelessness? Because they were at the right place with God. They were aligned. They didn't even realize there was sin going on. They didn't realize that being naked, you can't just walk around naked. Right? But in this moment, they're so aligned with the Creator. 
God created us to walk in confidence. That's the feeling that one can rely on someone. We can rely on God. He's also called us, as I hurry along, to walk in dominion. Dominion, dominion is exercising the authority that you have gained through intimacy. My God, have mercy. It is the time that you put in with God to be able to fight against the principalities of the air. We have no power within ourselves to fight against this. Satan can't have your turf. Satan cannot take your turf because you've been with God. That's what dominion is about. This is my church. Satan, you cannot have my church. And dominion, when I've been aligned with God and when we've had that intimacy with God that we should have in that relationship, when Satan tries to invade our turf, whoo, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. He has to go. It happens in the workplace. It happens in our houses. Uh, whenever Satan tries to get in on our turf, God has called us to walk in dominion over the enemy. For Adam and Eve, Adam has dominion over every creature. Am I not right? Dominion. I was reading yesterday, whatever he called the animals is what the animals were named. Right? That's dominion. Exercising the authority from the intimacy with God. So while there's no shame in this scenario, there is a serpent. I'm going to say that again. While there is no shame, there is still a serpent. He pokes his head out. And if we're not careful, the voice of the serpent will compete with the voice of God. And while he's walking, he recognizes the voice of God. But one day Eve went on a little stroll and the voice of the serpent got into her head into he will try to confuse us has God really said that right am I right has God said is this what God really meant so I received my identity by the voice that I'm going to listen to and I'm going to tell you Satan is always he always has he always will challenge what God has said, he, God said who you are, right? In God's eyes, you are blessed. In God's eyes, you are a victor and not a victim. In God's eyes, you can walk in favor, right? In faith. Satan will always try to challenge that. He will want to move us from a place of shamelessness. From dominion and authority and an identity that God has called us to. To a place of destruction and a place of deception. He will move us from a paradise to a purgatory. Misery, shame and suffering. So God asked Adam in verse 8. He said, where are you, Adam? God didn't ask Adam because he didn't know where he was. God knows exactly where you are. God didn't lose Adam, right? He knew where he was. God didn't lose Adam, but Adam had lost himself. And what God was trying to do when he said, where are you? It is not so he can understand what's going on. He was trying to get Adam to see that he wasn't in the place that he was before. Because we have a meeting place. 
We have a place in the cool of the day every single day that we talk at, that we pray, that we have our intimacy at. But you're not there because the voice of the serpent had gotten over the voice of God. And now Adam, as good as he wanted to be, Adam had lost his place. Listen to me. If you listen to the voice of the serpent, you will lose your place with God. You will lose your place of intimacy. You will lose your place of closeness. You don't want to listen to the serpent. Stay in the right place with God. I'm going I'm I'm to close with this. I, I'm glad... That when God got ready to leave, go ahead and get ready, Sandra. I'm, I'm going to tell you to play in about two minutes, all right? Two minutes, all right? There is a place that is available that you, that I can get back in this right spiritual place, this alignment in 2022, that God can make our physical places better. It is a year for some people that who are out of place that are going to get things back that they lost before. It's like the story of Job, that God's going to restore to them what they have lost when they get back in the right place. But I want to show you two scriptures as I'm leaving you today. John 13. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. I'll die for you. Look at verse 38. Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you. Are y'all ready for this? This is Peter. This is the man of God. The rooster shall not crow till you have denied me. Just leave it right here. Denied me. Not once. Not two mistakes. Three times. Huh, far be it from me. I would never do that. I will die for you. I mean, I love you, Lord. Right? I'm aligned with you. I followed you to death. I'll cut off Malthus' ear for you when he tries to get you. Oh, far be it from me that I would ever walk away from you. But he said, you're going to fail me. And you're going to fail me three times. Do you know? And you know the story. This is chapter 13, and it's later on. But Peter lost his place with God. A man that had an intimate walk with Christ literally walked with him physically, in his physical place. I mean, if anybody should be in the right spiritual place, it should be when the man's standing beside you. But even in that moment, he strayed. As the Adamic nature does us so often, it causes us to do things we wouldn't normally do. It causes us to say things we wouldn't normally say. It's not that we're bad people. It's just that we have gotten out of line. And God's trying to align us. He's trying to bring us back to the center. He's trying to bring us back to that place of intimacy. Long story short, Peter ended up denying him. Jesus knew he would deny him. This is prophecy. It has not even happened yet in chapter 13. Right? What comes after 13, Brian? Good job. John 14, verse 1. I know you're going to fail me. I know you're going to lose your place. But let not your heart be troubled. For if you believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, Peter, I would have told you. But Peter, I'm going to prepare a place for you. My 
God Almighty, I will come again and receive you to myself if I prepare this place. That where I am, there you may be also. Do you see what just happened? Three different times he said, a place for you. A place for you. He had just told Peter, you're going to lose your place. But Peter, don't forget, when you have converted yourself and you've repented, you're going to strengthen your brothers again. And he looks at him and says, Peter, I have a place prepared for you. He knew that even though Peter strayed, he knew that at some point or another that Peter was going to want that intimacy again. Because can I tell somebody, you can't have this kind of relationship with Jesus and just walk away and stay away. It is like a dog returning to the vomit. Go, Sandra. There's something in us, inbred in us. Because of what happened with Adam. There is something in us. That regardless of whether we admit our need or not. We know that we're all in need of a Savior. And I need to tell somebody like Peter. That there's some in this house. That you've kind of strayed. But 2022. God wanted me to tell you is a year of realignment. And God wanted me to tell you. That he's got a place prepared just for you. Satan wants to challenge your faith so much that he will disconnect you from your faith in Christ. I doubt myself sometimes. I do. You do. But Satan wants us to doubt God. Has God said that? It is a disconnect. Disconnect meaning to separate us from God. It is a disconnect that says we don't have time for God. There's no walking in the garden anymore. But God says to those that align themselves. There's a mansion waiting on you. And I want to show you this. The word mansion means an available abiding place. My God. It is not like Eden. Eden there's separation. Eden is a sad story. It starts off so beautiful. Man gets in the way. And look at what we've got now folks. But God said for those that get aligned. I'm coming back and I'm going to take you to the paradise of God. There's going to be no more separation. Because man isn't going to interfere anymore. For we will be changed in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. We'll have no more sin, no more death, no more pain. For the former things are passed away. Somebody ought to give God praise. Woo! So I have this available room. God says if you just put your name on it. Align yourself. You just step into it. It's prepared. You just have to get in alignment with God in this physical place. So you can go and live forever in that heavenly place. And I'm going to leave you with this. There is nothing that Adam lost. Or anything that Adam did in the garden of Eden. That Jesus didn't set right. And that Jesus didn't gain back. At the cross called Calvary. Because Jesus Christ. Restored. What we will call original intent. When he died. On that cross. Now now what does that even mean? The garden of Eden. Was man's paradise. Alright. Sin broke. What God had called the original intent. Meaning that God's. 
plan for us was not to be in a hellhole like we are right now. God's plan for us was to live forever. He wanted to take care of us. Doesn't it make you feel bad when we neglect Him? All He ever wanted was to love us. All He ever wanted was a man or a woman that would walk in the garden and talk to Him. That's all He wanted. But man broke that. They can't live forever anymore. But on the cross, man had been separated from God. But on the cross, when Jesus died, this is when John 14 happens. When he says, even though times are bad, do not let your hearts be troubled. Because the veil in the temple was ripped from the top to the bottom. And man that was separated from God, now we can come boldly to the throne of grace and get whatever we need in the time of our need. And so now, Adam and Eve got things out of whack. The original tents messed up. But now we have something to look forward to. That for everybody that gets back in place, God said, I've already got a place for you prepared. You won't have to work no more. You won't have to cry no more. You won't lose loved ones anymore. My original intent is going to happen again. Let's all stand. I'm closing, I promise you. All that's well and good. But here's the catch. If you've lost your place, you've got to let 2022 be a year of alignment, right? You've got to let 2022 be a year that you find your place. No matter how far you've strayed. No matter how hard it's been. I'm telling you, God is calling us back to a place of alignment. Many people let pandemics and politics, come on somebody, and all of the mess that's went on in this world, we allowed that, come on somebody, normally you would think it would bring us in, right? But us being man like we are. But God is calling me and God is calling you to a place, a place of intimacy, a place that is more than Sunday morning. It's not just a hundred days to glory, baby, but it's every day to glory. Because if you'll meet with him, he will meet with you. If you'll walk with him, he'll walk. But I'm afraid that sometimes I'm like Adam. And God shows up and He says, where are you? Where are you? I showed up. I came. I'm here for our time together. But Adam, I can't find you. Where are you? God, today I thank you for your powerful word. I'm asking you that like Adam, you would help us to understand you know where we are. So if you ask the question today, where are you? The only reason you're asking it 
is because you want us to realize that it's us that's hiding. We're hiding, sowing fig leaves, hiding our sins, hiding ourselves. Oh, God. Let 2022 be a year of alignment for every one of us. We're starting off right with 100 days to glory. But I'm praying it wouldn't stop there. I'm praying that you would change us completely. Draw us closer to you in Jesus' name. You got a song? Sing. I want you just to give God a moment at your seat. Or if you want to come to altar, you can. That's fine. But I want you to have a moment with God. Just have a moment with God. Tell him, Lord, I want to get back aligned with you. I need to get aligned with you, Lord. Take me back to the place that I need to be. Your blood is a rescue to the sin-stained life. Your blood is a Thank healing you, Holy for the hopeless and broken. Oh, your blood is enough. Oh, Jesus, it's enough. It's renewing. Oh, it's renewing. Father, may your people go in peace. May they rest in your love and in your faithfulness. Let us draw close to you. And you will draw close to us. Realignment, church. Realignment. That's your word for the day. God bless you guys. Amen.